The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, everybody. Uh, it's a in-season mailbag, which is quite a common breach. Even better news, Will Brenton is gone. We got a new third wheel, Brad White. Brad uh-huh. White. It's, so here's the deal, Breach. Brenton's not really gone. So I'm sorry to have excited people listening or watching, thinking that they had finally rid themselves of Brenton. He's doing another podcast with Petey Prisco and, and RJ White, the pick spot. He'll be here in a second. Brad... For reasons unknown, other than he was trying to say, uh, help St. Jude's, um, won the lottery. What was it? It was the eBay bid to to oh, come on the podcast with us and uh, during a, a mailbag, an in-season mailbag. So, Brad, thank you for your generosity, and I apologize ahead of time for whatever Breach and Brinson end up saying. So, um, Breach, let's start quickly with uh, Brad Gibbs' little recap. So, we found out he lives in San Diego, and, and Brad, I'll just ask you, where are you at in your Chargers fandom? And what are your plans for the future if you if you're no longer a Chargers fan? There is no Chargers fandom, right? Like it's it's a general premise for us as San Diegans. Like if your if your ex girlfriend dumps you, kind of does it in a really bad way. You don't just necessarily root for them to have a whole bunch of success necessarily. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much spite is coming through, you know, on that. But uh, yeah, we were die die hard Charger fans, man. Like just I, that's some of my best memories as a kid is going there with my dad, going there with your friends. We used to take away trips every year like we went to the Steelers one year and found out that the whole place just dominated us with sticks renegade and almost like you know, I mean there's I don't want to I don't want to um age you what year did you go to the Steelers game that was 2009 I believe 2008 oh, yeah. so so Brad's like what are you like 30 35 yeah okay yeah that 2009 game is that the Troy Palomalu catch game the interception we it was a Sunday night game. We were down. We were down twenty eight nothing like immediately, and then Philip Rivers like stormed back and then threw like a, a bad pick at the very end of the game, which I could be describing a lot. Of <laughs> That's right, right. Now, but no, man, Pittsburgh was a great town. They gave us a lot of crap everywhere we went. We wore Chargers jerseys everywhere, but everybody it was like a respect thing. It was all sudden done. Very cool town. Um, wish we come away with a win. Um, but now the Chargers leave. Right, they go to L.A., which is kind of like San Diego's national. Uh, natural rival anyway so they didn't just leave us they left to go to la and uh, so now we hate the chargers and we hope they lose uh every game you know, it's funny, Ryan. I also remember a Chargers game that was played in Pittsburgh. I don't know if Brad was there. The 1994 AFC Championship game. Uh, do you remember anything about the Super Bowl run or are you too young? Um, that is one of my first memories of my dad, like freaking out and like picking me up and running around, you know, the house. like I very vividly, I was what, seven years old and like very vividly remember the beating the Steelers for that game. And then remember getting just waxed by Steve Young and Jerry Rice and six touchdowns. I think it was a couple weeks later. So every time San Diego like made it there, it, we just, we didn't just get beat. We got like destroyed by the Niners and by the Yankees in 98 when we were the Padres, it was Breach, so. here's how old I am. I was a senior in college, and I remember quite vividly Stan Humphreys and Nature Means doing absolutely nothing in that game just because, <laughs> I mean, that's a tall task. 
Natrone means business, man. Oh, That's right, man. UNC, baby. I was yeah. at the uh, Hinesville 2003 breach for a Chargers game. My buddy, his family had season tickets, and um, we went. It was late season. The Steelers sucked that year, so it, no one was at the game. But Doug Flutie started over Drew Brees. Drew Brees had been drafted in 02. Mm-hmm. And LaDainian Tomlinson played. And my last memory of that game wasn't that the Steelers won because it was, again, not very exciting. It was that I went to the bathroom at some point in the game and I saw this heavy set Chargers fan wearing a Ryan Leaf jersey passed out in a stall, like hugging the, the toilet. Like that's how like that that leaves the lasting impression because the, the the grossness was was off the scale. Um you know what's messed up is that might have actually been Ryan Leaf at that time. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Leaf cleaned himself up. Shout out to Ryan Leaf for, for doing enough. that. That's Might have point. been the time. All right, it's mailbag time. Breach mailbag. Let's do it. This is from uh, on Twitter. Madrai Rua. I'm just making up names here. I think that's who it is. All right, we're almost one quarter of the way through the season. Unless they can exceed expectations, which coaches are uh, in danger of getting fired in season, and which are likely to be fired in January? My money for in season is on Matt Rule, and for January, Cliff and Zach Taylor. What? So, um, let's throw a couple other names in here as I look quickly. Um, I'll throw in, you can tell me, both Brad and, and Breach, whether you agree midseason, end of season, or never. Ron Rivera, I'll throw in there. Um, I mean, Lovey Smith, because they fire the coach every year. I got one who's on his way. And what? <laughs> uh, Brandon Staley, I'll mention, who I love. And then finally, I'll mention Josh McDaniels as well, who's 0 3 somehow. I was thinking Nathaniel Hackett if he has a few more. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, I was looking at the the records. They're 2-1, and and Nathaniel Hackett might be the top of the list. Breach, I'll start with you, and we'll see what Brad thinks after you impart your wisdom. Uh, I would say Matt Rule's got to be the obvious one. Uh, Zach Taylor, no offense to our mailbag person who asked this question, but I would have to say there's a 0% chance he gets fired after the season, even if they lose every game for the rest of the year and go 1-15. Why is that? Because you've admitted that you don't know if he's a good coach. But you are not firing your coach one year after he gets to the Super Bowl. Maybe two bad seasons later, you get rid of him. But when your team has not been to a Super Bowl in 33 years, you do not fire him one year later under under any circumstance. So I think Zach Taylor is safe. I think Cliff Kingsbury is the interesting one Mm -hmm. because the Cardinals, we were talking about teams that are kind of cheap skatey before the podcast. The Chargers were on the list. The Cardinals were on the list. Uh, The Bengals used to be on the list. But Cliff Kingsbury just signed a long extension. So do you really think like you could make the argument if they go five and 12 or something bad this year that maybe uh, he should be on the hot seat. But also with the Cardinals, that's also the same place where Steve Kime drafted quarterbacks in the top 10 and back to back years. And and no one judged him, even though he completely whiffed on. uh, And also, what about the dynamic? And I don't know if this will happen in Arizona, but typically happens when it's clear that the coaches screwing up and the GM tries to distance himself from the coach that he hired. And then, you know, the game of Thrones thing takes over. So Kingsbury's contract goes through 2027. So you're talking about, you'd have to pay him five years worth of money. I don't know if they're going to do that. So I think Staley's interesting one because we've already heard the reports that Sean Payton would be interesting in the chargers job. And if you're the chargers and you go, I don't know, seven and 10, is that bad enough where you're uh, the Spanish? You're like, you know what? Let's just bring in Sean Payton. Uh, Let's say, Oh, look who it is. What's up, Brad? How are we doing, man? Hey, good. How are you? Good. Sorry, I'm uh sorry I'm running late. I had to finish that picture. Brad, you'll notice that he did have a podcast, but he's chewing, so he took time to go probably. I was, I was the stomach was about to eat. I yeah, <laughs> ran in there and ate there some um some chips and salsa. Okay, sure. I'll ask you the question uh, that I've asked. Um the new Pick Six podcast. You're you're the you're the uh, guest here, I guess. Sounds perfect. Uh, I know you'd be fine with that. Uh, who's most likely to get fired? Uh, the first question from um, Madrua mentioned uh, both in season and end of year. So Matt Rule was mentioned as in season. Cliff and Zach Taylor was mentioned end of year. Breach keeps making the case for Zach Taylor, even though he doesn't like Bre- uh, doesn't like Zach. And then Breach makes the case that Cliff Kingsbury has a contract. I don't think it matters. And Brad made a good point. Pretty, that, titles are pretty frugal, man. That's what Breach says. But Brad made the good point that uh, even though the team's two and one, Nathaniel Hackett could be in the conversation. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, like if this team's zero and three, and remember he wasn't um, good. He wasn't good. <laughs> yes, uh, he also wasn't hired by the new ownership. Right. Good point. I, mean, I think that's like the biggest deal too. It's like if if I'm the Waltons 
I mean, you don't want to come in and just be firing everybody, but you know, we saw it with, um, you know, David Tepper was the last guy to do it. And certainly with Jimmy Haslam, where you come in and you're like, all right, you know, we'll be a little patient, but I don't think they'd fire Hackett mid season. But if the theory that he was hired in order to get Aaron Rodgers to Denver and now like stinks with Russell Wilson is true. You don't think that's true? No, I'm, I'm saying Russ, I mean, um, Aaron Rodgers may have been onto something. So that's why I shook my head. Mm, yeah. Well, he didn't, that Hackett didn't actually like call plays specifically, right? When he was there. He, the last time he called plays was in, I think in Jacksonville, Jacksonville in 2018. And he was fired midseason. <laughs> that's kind of where I'm going. I feel I'm like connecting dots. Like it sounds like this cool thing. And then all of a sudden, after you make these crazy blunders, you kind of look back and you're like, oh, wait a minute, this guy never did. Yeah. And so yes. I think that goes on. It's not just like losing, it's how you lose, yeah. you know, like some of those crazy mishaps. I mean, if that continues with any, regularity and you bring Russell Wilson over, he can't score any points. I don't know. That's why that one popped on my radar. No, no, no. I think, I think Hackett is, is live for sure. But, and especially cause you, you invested $250 million in Russ. And the thing about, you know, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Jason nope. Garrett made a good point on Sunday night. <laughs> um, that's possible. He went to Princeton. Garrett's yeah. been pretty good on Sunday night. Yeah, he's fine. I mean, he, he's like, I can't be picking the Cowboys. Um, but, it, you know, it is, and I it, we, we reference this all the time, but it's, you know, when you hear a former head coach say it, like when you're a head coach and you're calling the plays, like you now are doing two jobs. You're no longer doing just like just the coordinating. And he wasn't even calling plays before. You're, you know, you're not just the head coach. You're, you're doing, there's a lot on your plate. And I think Denver going out and getting him a decision coach in week two is pretty, or week three is pretty damning in terms of their confidence level. So, yeah, I mean, Hackett, I don't think I don't think the Cardinals will fire Cliff unless it's just like a disastrous season. Yeah, but I mean that you're just going to keep paying them for terrible football. I mean, you're paying them for terrible football. Either way, yeah. All right, let me mention a couple other names and we'll move on here. Um, I mentioned <laughs> Josh McDaniels and Brandon Staley. Imagine three coaches get fired in the AFC West. I mean, that would be incredible. And Breach mentioned that Sean Payton Chargers rumors are are strong. Well, I think too Staley has like totally changed how he operates this year. Which is like, completely weird. I don't get it's it. It's so weird. And he left Herbert doing way too long. Like if something bad happens to Herbert, that's how you that was nuts. Prisco was just railing on him on the on the other pot. And he's like, it's well, crazy. Prisco doesn't like progress though. He's like No, but I mean like like you don't need to be throwing passes up with like down twenty eight points to the Jaguars in like a week three game when your quarterback's got broken ribs and your all pro left tackle just got hurt. I mean all right, rank him. In terms of likely to be the head coach uh, next September, Hackett, Staley, McDaniel's. I think McDaniel's is one because the like he's they, not getting fired. They just hired him, and you know he's got the GM on his side too, and and it's you know they still I don't know what they still deal are they still paying Gruden like you know like they, there's a lot of money they don't have a ton of money there's a lot of money tied up in coaches a lot of money tied up in bowl cuts I'd say Staley two and then um, Hackett three I God, just that's think hysterical. I By mean, the way, that's reverse order of of wins standings i know right yeah um, all right um quickly one more ron rivera one and two team looks terrible yes but um ron rivera i believe at this point has entrenched himself deeply enough in the washington organization that it would probably take a forced sale from daniel like daniel snyder is not in the position to fire ron rivera no he's worried about other stuff like because they did this whole leadership team at the front at the front of the the, the Washington organization. So you have Rivera and it's like Jason Wright, Jason the, Wright. the head guy. Uh, is it Julie Donaldson who's like the you know doing media and the, and so they're I think they buy into the changes that have been made culturally in that building since Ron Rivera took over and would not want to um, try and change that because like I don't know that they I mean obviously they care about winning games. But I think they're like more concerned about turning, like basically steering the Titanic away from the iceberg and then figuring out how to win games. So I think Rivera has too much power and too much control there at the current moment um, to get fired, if unless it's just like a totally disastrous season. All right. You want to take over? I'm going to keep reading these. No, you keep going. I like this job. At Stub67 writes, with Trevor Lawrence starting to look like the real deal. Uh, thanks, Doug. Should we go downgrade Uncle Urban from the worst NFL head coach ever to worst head coach in all? of American sports ever. Okay. So the first question is who's been a worse coach like that popped into your head after thinking. Right. First of all, from an NFL perspective, there's nobody ever worse. No. Like objectively urban Meyer, you can ask anybody objectively urban Meyer is the worst head coaching hire in the history of professional football. What about expectations, how he performed and all what that. about any sport? I'm trying to think of, I don't know what to think of like, what do you mean be a good comp? 
Breach, what are some terrible Bengals coaches? Oh, I, I, uh, Dave Jula would be the first one that crosses. <laughs> you got to get outside of the. You got to get outside of the. Breach didn't even hesitate. He had Dave. He was waiting for Dave Jula to be. I, I just wanted to be asked right away. But he, I'll, I'll tell you who is. I'll tell you who's a really bad coach. Some NC State nonsense. Sidney Lowe. Okay, but he wasn't as bad as Urban Meyer. It is hard to find a sit uh, a situation where it was so dysfunctional so quickly. Uh, and I said it before when he got fired at the time. If you go back and read, um, I can't remember who wrote it for ESPN. It was some long-form thing, really well done. It may have been um, Wright Thompson. I'm not sure. But he he went and covered uh, Urban at Ohio State. And you read it and like, oh, this guy's a hard worker. But when you read it in the light of what happened in Jacksonville, like, oh, this makes perfect sense. Sort of what Brad was talking about uh, when you sort of connect the dots. Like, oh, yeah. How did anyone not see this coming? I do have two, though, that we could – I feel like Urban's probably the top of the list, but Hugh Jackson. No. spent a lot of time on this podcast. Not even close. You win one game in zero games. You win one game in two seasons, Wilson. How how, how, how did he do the first season? He's done some crazy, crazy things. They went eight and eight in Oakland, and he's a good offensive coordinator. I mean, he's not great. I'm talking about his Browns tenure. I get it, but it's a body of work. Yeah. Would be. Bobby Petrino. Petrino. is the closest. Uh, Petrino's pretty Petrino's the closest one. I mean, he left in a what a letter, like in a locker or something. Like, Dipped yeah. out without telling anyone. Yeah. But here's the but thing. He also, but he also kicked zero kickers. So I mean, I don't know that. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and it, like the body of work thing is tricky too, because if you do body of work, Urban's like off the table. Like Urban's got multiple national titles. Petrino has won some, like one at Louisville once, but he also had that motorcycle accident in, in Arkansas. Like I mean, but Bobby Petrino also didn't coach at Florida and Ohio State. Now I think. I think it's fair to say that Urban turned Florida around. Is that right? I didn't follow. College. No, Brenton hit the nail on the head. It, with Urban, it can only be from a professional perspective. Yeah, he has that's a, why I don't think you. That's why I don't think Hugh qualifies. Uh, but I will. And the question is, like, do you do you include all of Hugh's professional stuff, or yeah. do you just include the Browns tenure? No, because he was the head coach of Oakland, and they weren't. Well, you have to include him on the Browns if you're like apples to apples only including yeah, Urban. That's what I'm saying on the Jags. But still, I still think Urban's worse. Like, just, yeah, he's worse. Ugh. I mean, he didn't fly home with his team. Speaking of leaving a note, he didn't leave a note when he showed up to his own bar, right? And that was before he got fired. <laughs> and like, even ah, though he was, he was like, even though Hugh was okay with the Raiders, uh, he gave up two first round picks for Carson Paul. He like gifted uh, the Bengals. Good point. Good so point. there were other bad decisions he made. Well, the, what's the follow up? What what did the Bengals use those two first round picks on? Because it could have been in. in they went to the playoffs five straight years, Ryan. How many games they went after that trade? I didn't hear you. What they did. They went to the playoffs five straight years. And how many games did they win? That doesn't matter. You asked what they did. They built a playoff team with those picks. They built a playoff team. No, they built a team. The that trade went to the was in 2011, and they went to the playoffs five straight years. I would say that they were pretty smart drafting. Excuses yeah. are for losing. I can't believe you're the guy in this podcast defending Hugh Jackson. I know, right? That's fair enough. Uh, I, so I, uh, I, I mean, I googled like worst coaches ever. So I found this is an inter- at least an interesting one. Uh, Joe Quinn. Remember Joe Quinn. Uh, did he coach out West? In 1895, Quinn oh, managed 39 games for the St. Louis Browns. <laughs> he went 11 and 28. It was his most successful season ever. In 1899, clearly feeling that he hadn't found quite found rock bottom yet, Quinn common, commandeered the Cleveland Spiders to a 12 and 104 record. Wait a second. There was a professional football. Magic eight ball could get a better record than that. That's a pretty good line. Who wrote that? There was professional football in the. This Late is a baseball coach, baseball coach. Oh, I'll say, wait a second. I was going outside of football. Okay. Lane, Kif- Lane Kiffin probably deserves like at least a... No. Uh, okay. Oh, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, I didn't watch NBA, but he, he, was, he was sort of a cancer in the locker room too, wasn't he? He went 56 and 108 while coaching the Knicks. Which is immeasurably better than what Urban Meyer did, yeah. percentage-wise. Yeah. But I, mean, I think there's he... A bunch of, there's a bunch of harassment stuff too there, so... Okay. Hmm. Well, as Brad noted, the kicker could could make the harassment argument as well. Probably as close as it's going to get, though. That's Josh Lambeau. Problem. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's, it's that's what it's saying. It's like pretty hard to get. How is it so hard to get worse than Urban? I mean, it's unbelievable. Well, here's the joke. He's gonna he'll be coaching football next year or the year after. I can I can't believe he's on TV instantly, like right back at it, like like it's fine. But they but they but they waited till like the very last possible second to they're like like Fox ended out like one and five like on a Sunday they're like Urban is joining our college football co- like, yeah why would they why would they pimp, pimp that I said why would they uh, promote that <laughs> Dave I've seen Dave Shula is popping up on a lot of these lists by the way yeah Breach wasn't kidding about that all right Debo says we have to take a break we'll take a break come back do a few more mailbags. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, we're back. Brenton's still here. Didn't even go get some ice. I don't know. E. Blazel asks on the old Twitter machine, what's more likely the AFC West has a losing record against the AFC South, off to a good start, or a team with a different quarterback than the year before wins the Super Bowl for the third straight year? So Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Mitch Trubisky, or Column A? The South beat the crap out of the West last week. Yes. I think it's less likely a quarterback from a new team because it's basically Russell Wilson or what Carson Wentz. I'm I just, I Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. I literally just said Mr. Bisky, Brad. Somehow Mr. Bisky and Super Bowl just went, went one year right and out. Brad just <laughs> dumping on my Super Bowl pick, man. Gosh, that hurts. Carson Wentz. Also. The Broncos, man. The Broncos. It's the top. Breach won't stop hyping this. Disaster. Hey, they're two and one. They're two one yard two one yard line fumbles away from being three and zero, Brinson. So I think uh, Jimmy G doesn't count because he was already there. Never, yeah, never left. Um, I think that's it. So Matt Ryan, but, oh, with Cooper uh, Rush, Cooper Rush getting the Cowboys Super Bowl. Does that count? No, I think they couldn't be in the roster last year. Um, Matt Marcus, Marcus, Marcus Mariota, Mariota, yeah, Mariota, oh. Matt Ryan would count. Baker, Baker, Mayfield. Baker Mayfield would count. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I think there's a better chance that the AFC South dominates the AFC West. I think so, too. Yeah. Geno Smith. Oh, my gosh. But Gino. Gino was on the he was there last year. Uh-huh. Well, it says the AFC West have to, has to have a losing record, and I think that that is the much better chance, obviously, because they're already 1-3, and three, and if they just go 6-6 six and six the rest of the way, they have a losing record. They're 7-9, and nine, so somehow they have to go above 500. I'm glad that you finally admit that the Broncos is a bad pick, Breach. Thank you. What is happening here? Ouch. Ouch. That circular logic hurts my heart. All right. At John Steichen asks, oh, do you want to say something, Breach? No, I'm just saying that Brinson hurts my heart. Oh, yeah. No, we agree. At John Steichen asks on Twitter, if you could put one player from the 70s, 80s, and 90s in today's game, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is Lawrence Taylor without reading the rest of the sentence. Yeah. Um, Let's see if it has any uh, no drug use stipulations in the rest of the sentence. Uh, who would they be, and for which teams would you put them on? Something like Randy Moss with the Packers or Lawrence Taylor with the Bills. Uh, good Lord, Lawrence, the Bills have so many edge rushers now. They don't need Lawrence Taylor. Uh, I think a team like the the Raiders could use Lawrence Taylor for sure. Like that would be. Something. I think what, he, what you're saying is like let's get him in the best possible spot where it's like you put him on the Bills and suddenly like Lawrence Taylor is. Yeah, but Randy Moss to the Packers makes sense because they're they're young wide receivers. I mean, Randy Moss would do some damage on the. Well, I guess you just put everyone on the Bills, or you put everyone on the, uh, on the Packers, or I, I can't put them on the Chargers, unfortunately. Um, there's only one undefeated on the Dolphins. Okay, so let's see. So let's start with the '70s. I don't even know if you guys have any '70s references. I don't have that many '70s references. Anyone have any '70s teams there? Players I would that, say initially like Barry Sanders in today's like past happy world, but maybe like Walter Payton would apply if we're going seventies. So, I'd like—I mean, I'd like to see Ladanian Tomlinson. Does that mean that count? That's two thousand. Two thousand. I guess two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah, he's two thousands. That's why I went Barry Sanders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Barry yeah. Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to see any good quarter, great quarterbacks from those eras, yeah. uh, be coached by Andy Reid, whether it's. Oh, like Randall, Joe Montana. Randall Cunningham. Dan Marino. Dan, Dan Marino. Marino. With protection, but not being able to get hit. Dan Marino. Randall yeah. Cunningham, Steve Young, any of these guys. I would like to see Joe Montana because Joe Montana is probably the closest to like a little more mobile than Tom Brady. He's not the athlete athlete that – well, Dan Marino's not an athlete, but he was bigger. Not the athlete of Randall Cunningham. Who was the other quarterback you mentioned, Breach? 
Steve Young, Dan Marino. Steve Young was that but I feel like Montana had such a brilliant coach that he like That's Bill true. Walsh got almost everything you could out of Joe Montana. Yeah, but like also every like seventy percent of the offenses in the league right now are running what like Walsh and Montana ran. So like he'd be plop in and just be able to just like That's it, true too. Him running an Andy Reid system would be incredible. Uh or in Belichick's and Josh McDaniel's system. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Um, so okay, that's seventies. I think um, like Joe Theismann. I don't think I want Joe Theismann. Look, he was fine. Um, who else in the seventies? Anyone stick out? Who are the Rudy Rudiger? Would you like to see him, Debo, play on one of the on the on the today's Eagles team? There you what go. What about like what about like Mel Vince Blunt? Right? Hold on, Breach. What's that, Debo? I said like your guy Mel Blunt or someone like that Ooh. from that Steelers Steel Curtain. Yeah, that's that's a good call. Or um, actually, they could use um, they could use Dermonte Dawson. They could use anyone on the offensive line from those those seventies and eighties teams. Um, Jerry Rice would be acceptable. Jerry Rice, yeah. I don't know if I'd want to see the defensive players from back then play now because then they would just get flags all the time. You know what I, mean? I was going to yeah, say Lester true. Hayes for the Raiders. I don't know if you guys remember Lester Hayes. Lester Hayes had a Jerry curl, and he used to put stick them on his hands. And I think they outlawed stick them because he used to put it. But they used to just maul guys all the way down the field. Throw, uh, throw Reggie White on the Rams. Oh, oh gosh. Oh. Aaron Donald. Oh, that's oh. Cool. oh. Reggie White, the, the minister of defense. I think it was his nickname, right? That's a great nickname. Yeah, it's a great nickname. Okay, there's Reggie White. So, uh, I mean, that's the 70s, 80s. Uh, even Jim Kelly in the 80s. Actually, I think maybe he was early 90s. because I think he was in the 90s. I think late 80s he was in the God, NFL. what do you know? You don't know anything? Well, I think he was USFL late 80s. When he's, he not, he's 90s because... Um, or they lost four straight Super Bowls in the night. Yeah, yeah, I went to the AFC Championship game in 88. Oh, he did? Okay. Because I knew he did UFC first. Uh, UFC, USFL first. But I love Barry Sanders. I love uh, Walter Payton, which Brad mentioned. Um, like wide receivers. Who are the dominant wide receivers outside of Jerry Rice like in the 70s and 80s? What, what do you think Chris Collinsworth will look like on today's Bengals team, Breach? Uh, he would spend his whole time... Giving people water because he'd be the water bottle. Be on water special guy. teams. Water boy. I mean, he was a good athlete. No, he was a, he was a great athlete and great for that team. But they just have so you know, like he's not starting on a roster that has Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. Uh, yeah, All right, Breach. I'm going to put you special in teams it. guy. And he could. Collinsworth just not starting on the on the Bengals roster. He's not starting on this Bengals roster. Not on this Bengals roster. Have you seen the Bengals wide receivers? Yeah, they're good. Okay. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's that's what I'm saying. He he would definitely <laughs> crack the roster and he would. Yeah, All right, Breach, I'm going to put you in an incredibly tough spot. Primetime Jim Breach or Evan McPherson? Ooh. (laughs) I can't believe you're hesitating. Evan McPherson can kick from 20 yards further than my dad ever could. So for that reason alone. Are uh, you serious right now? It's going to be an awkward Thanksgiving. It is going to. I think my dad would take Evan McPherson. Although uh, my dad never missed clutch kicks. So for that Even, reason, I would consider taking him. Please make this a YouTube short because this is unconscionable. The words that just came out of John Breach's mouth. You my, dad dad would be, my dad would be disappointed in me if I didn't take Evan McPherson. It's yeah, but not, your dad with today's technology would kick the ball 20 yards further. You don't think, you don't think Chris Collins would be better with today's technology? No, I think I love, he would I love be better and he would make the roster. He would be on the team. He, would he, not be. All pro. he made the all-pro when he played for the Bengals. Yes, I follow the Bengals more closely than you do, Brittany. He clearly not. not. You're he would not the bother. Is he starting ahead of T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd? Tyler Boyd. No. Get, are you drug? Get out of here. You're Maybe. <laughs> he's on the team. He's the fourth or fifth receiver. He makes the team. Yes. Absolutely. Just make the roster. Just like Jim Briggs would. Mike Brinton, can see to Evan McPherson, 100% Chris Collins were saying, I should be the number five wide receiver on this team. He certainly could be a starting receiver. Collins on other the team's league receiver and said the Bengals franchise record for receptions by a rookie was 67, the most by an NFL rookie wide receiver in 21 years. What a weird flex. I demand Jamar Chase on the bench. I want Chris Collins. Sports Illustrated 1981. We all know his 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 career yeah. was bookended. He went to two Super Bowls. He was good. Yeah, absolutely. That doesn't mean he's better than the top three guys they have right now. So, Brad, who was your favorite Chargers player growing up? I don't know if you remember back to the 80s, but uh, yeah. 90s? Um, Stan Humphreys and nice. Natrone Means Business, as I was telling you about. Like, yeah. From, like, from the time I was a little kid, it was Natrone Means Business. Like, I was like, you know, <laughs> for sure. But no, LT, LT, LT and Antonio Gates, man. I mean, like, that's... Oh, Antonio like, Gates. That's that good. LT and Antonio Gates was just our, our prime, man. Like, it's... 
everywhere you'd go, you'd be Anto- somebody would yell Antonio, and everyone else would go Gates. Like it was like, oh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so, have you, you ever seen third and eight or third and seven? The whole stadium knew it was going to happen every time, and Antonio Gates would just box out. He wouldn't outrun anybody. It was just amazing. It was awesome. So, have you ever seen the highlights of the Dolphins Chargers game from back in the early eighties with Dan Fouts and Kelly Winslow? Like, yeah, Winslow off the field. Yeah, I've got the Lance Allworth throwback jersey still in there somewhere. Yeah, that nice. I watched that game as a whatever I was eight or nine year old, and that. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And that's, again, Don Coriel sort of opened it up offensively before before everyone else did outside of Bill Walsh, it felt like. Um, hey, all right. Coriel. Yeah. All right, that's a pretty good question, John. Thank you for that. Thank At you. Ross Hazard. Uh, although, thank you, yeah, th- thank you, John, for a couple things. Number one, the, the clip that Bre- Breach would rather have Ed McPherson than his dad. And number two, the, the, the most idiotic thing Bre- Prince is Prince weird Collinsworth Island. Sweet <laughs> Jesus. All right. At Ross Hazard <laughs> asked. Now trying to get a job at PFF with Collinsworth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think my dog just, my old dog just just fell off the, the bed upstairs. I heard something crash. Either that I'm getting broken into. So dial 9-1 and then hover over 1 in case I get bum-rushed in a second. All right, ask no, Ross no, Hazard. No, no, do not end the live stream if Wilson gets jumped. Like, <laughs> stranger. Yeah. Have you been watching Dahmer, Wilson? Uh, no, but I've been watching like some documentaries about serial killers. So I just, maybe, well, I just watched some of that, yeah. I, I just, I started watching like, so it's hilarious. Have you seen the... um? The, like, hilarious the, it sounds like a little no, no, no. The, um the uh if you if you the uh the episode descriptions like the first one's like it, it says after a nosy neighbor inquires about the smell of his apartment jeff throws her off the scent he then heads to a bar where he has a chance encounter with a, with a stranger and it's like it could read as like a friends episode you're like oh my god they're talking about the, like a, a man-eating serial killer you know you told us the story already i did yeah really? like I'm, I'm talking I feel like I'm talking to my wife right now. I just have to nod. Whatever. And that's what she says. Just cut off. At Russ Hazard asks, is Chris Collinsworth the best player in big? Oh, no, that's it. Uh, is Tom. <laughs> is Tom Brady's age finally catching up with him in regards to his performances this season? Or is it due to the Bucks receiving core being depleted? I think it's the receiving core question. Like, Tom looks disinterested, but I think he looks disinterested in the same way that Aaron Rodgers does when he's like, I'm not dealing with this right now. I'll regroup next week. But uh, I'm yeah, not concerned I think, about I think Tom is, one, it's the offensive line is a problem, worse than it was last year. Two, the wide receivers just haven't been healthy or haven't been around. And then three, like he said, didn't he say that the he like rushed the decision to come back because the Bucks were kind of like forcing him into a position? And so he, he said that. I think he said that, didn't he? I thought a lot well, of the agency coming up and they needed to know before that. they needed to know, but he was like, Yeah, I mean, he's, I think he said that he sort of rushed his decision. And then, and then, of course, you know, like Giselle comes out and she does the Vogue profile and it's like, it It's my time to do it. So it's like, you know, he's just got a lot going on right now. L Magazine. Yeah, get it right. Just, I, I don't want Brinson giving Vogue a shot. All right, well, is Tom Brady. Vogue wrote about Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> is Tom Brady slipping? That's not what Ross asked. Ross said, is age finally catching up to him? But is Tom Brady the same player he was 12 months ago? How about that? Relatively. He's probably like 85, 90%. But, man, I'm telling you, when you got your wife mad at you the entire time because you're not around <laughs> the family, you know, that's that's going to wear on you as much as age will. I don't know. That's I'm taking Dorsey, I think, because it's probably the biggest culprit. The, oh, oh, you're taking Giselle? I, I, I think he's stressed out all the time. I think he's just – I think he's constantly worried. I think he's constantly getting harangued by his billionaire – Wife. Well, here's the thing. I've, I've I've gotten harangued for much much worse than that, and had it affect my day. So, or much right. less than that, had it affect my day. So, like, like I've had I've had situations, and it doesn't have to just be the wife. It can be other stuff. But like when I play golf, if I've got something that's like lingering, you know, like you're thinking about it, you, you might you're not going to play as well. And I think it's not, it's not work. We know that. <laughs> work stressful. Um, but here's the thing. Why would you retire? Tell your wife you retired, and then 30 days later say, you know what? Psych. And I know you're gonna be really angry with me, but guess what I'm gonna do? That seems not very well thought out. I think he did it. <laughs> I think that's what yeah, happened. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think exactly he did that. I just want one more. Are you cool with this? And then it was like, oh, you're really not 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 that cool with this. But like, oh no, like I'm back. Like, okay, just give me one more season. I promise. And- it's also one of those things where like if you work at a law firm and like you say you're a partner or whatever, yeah, I'll come back for one more year. You can actually back out of that. You can't back out of yeah. coming back to the NFL for one more year unless you're Brett Favre. Oh, gosh. Just a whole nother conversation. All right. So, uh, Breach, you didn't weigh in. Do you think it's his age or do you think it's the wide receivers? Do you think it's Giselle? What do you think it is? I just think it's everything, but probably mostly these injuries. Like, you lose Gronk, 
Chris Godwin's banged up. Mike Evans was suspended last week. You're, you freaking had to go out and sign Cole Beasley, who's starting and out there catching passes four days after he got signed. The offensive line has been is in shambles. Uh, and, you know, if you're 45 years old, that you don't have any of the stuff you're used to. You know, like you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You don't want to you want to be in your comfort zone when you're 45. And Speaking of that, what are the chances Gronk is on the field at some point this year for the Buccaneers? I would say twenty five percent. That sounds I think about it's right. Low. I don't think Gronk's. Well, there's the every time you not every time you turn around occasionally and you see reports. Wait, that, you don't think Gronk will return? What else? Okay, is he do? how about if he does, you get a Gronk tattoo? Oh, oh wait, what's uh? Oh my God, do we find out about the uh, the podcast awards tomorrow? Oh my God, I bet Debo knows now. He's just holding back. I may have some information. That sounds promising. That sounds ominous. Oh my Ooh. God, Brad, do you have any tattoos? I don't. No, no. I I know you do now, though. That was. <laughs> we had that. That would have been five people on this podcast with no tattoos or no no thoughts of getting. I, mean, I, I wasn't one of those twenty five percent of people. I didn't get the second uh, vote to try to help contribute to Brinson's tattoo. So I was definitely hoping that I would. I did, I wasn't one of the chosen twenty five percent or whatever that system was you described. So. It it's it is pretty. And there's also this weird situation where like maybe allegedly uh, various uh, p- people in the in the company told other podcasts not to promote themselves in order to and maybe to promote us like to go vote for pick six in order to make me get the tattoo i can see that yeah no that adds up yeah i don't know if it's a (laughs) violation who's to say that seems Um, on brand for everyone yeah Yeah. i think now the tattoo should have some mission of chris collinsworth whatever it ends up being because that was that was i didn't see that coming to be, to, be right. fair, to, to be fair, Collinsworth just the other day said that Cooper Cup wasn't that athletic, right? So, like, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe he's getting a little bit uh, on, on Breach on this. Maybe Breach is giving a little comeuppance back. I couldn't believe <laughs> it. My friends sitting there were like, did he just say Cooper Cup's only successful because he has breakfast with Matt Stafford? Like, <laughs> yeah, he basically did. We're like, is that what he just said? That sounds like me talking about Hunter Renfro as uh, a poor man's Cooper Cup, which made Brinson <laughs> so angry. It did make me angry. Uh, um. That's that's interesting. All right. At can't guard Mike D. My favorite beastie boy, by the way. Asks Saints fan going to the Pittsburgh game in November. What pub should we go to and other things to do? Huh? Breach. I'm trying to think you don't go to Pittsburgh for games or anything, do you? I've been to two games in Pittsburgh ever. I think it was 2000. One, 2002, and, and then 2006. The funny thing is Brad might be the person on this podcast who's been to Pittsburgh most recently. I left Pittsburgh in 2000. When I leave? 2003. Holy crap. I left in 2003. So I've been there in 19 years. Lived there for three years. Um, so I'm sure a lot has changed. Um, and when you went, Brad, you were still an I adolescent. Like, I was like 21, 22. Oh, you were? Okay. Yeah. Did you, I'd, be, I'd be lying if I had the best memory of all the particular... Oh, okay. Well, that's good that you had fun. You just don't remember where you went. No, oh. I, I know there was that one big like brick style bar, like right before you get on that little like boat to go over to the stadium, like on the river there. And could you be a little less specific? Because I think you're you're adding too much detail. Oh, brick, yeah, brick building in Pittsburgh. You're right. Yeah, I really <laughs> narrowed that one down. I? No, I, I don't remember the names. Anyone? It's a fun town. I'll tell whoever this is asking. Like you, you will not be short of some cool, vibrant places to visit. It's a pretty fun town for football games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For the for the 2001 game, my brothers and I went to Applebee's after the game. So I, I can recommend Applebee's. You can? C-A-N? It was, it was delicious. I know right. we went to a place called Eaton Park, which to this day we laugh because you do have to park before you eat. So That, that was, place is the bomb. It was there uh, to, to some. You have to take that place? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like a little um, – trying to think. It's like a, it's a diner. It's like a, 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 a um, chain diner in, in western Pennsylvania. Um Goodies there. So I just Google this because. Wait, honestly, but Brad, is is it better than Applebee's? Yes, hundred okay. percent. I mean, I'm not. Again, I I already made already like destroyed two sponsors yesterday, so I don't want I don't want to destroy another one. But like, um, is it better than Applebee's? Is a, is a, is a curious question, John. I said I went to Applebee's. What is wrong with that? You're. I'm. Just, I'm not trying to poo-poo Applebee's, but I'm not trying to let you sit here and just hype up Applebee's like. I'm not hyping up Applebee's. And I'm just worried Applebee's is like. I, I said I went to Applebee's. Brinson, you make a big deal of the weirdest things. All right. So here's the thing. Um, I Googled quickly uh, best dealer's bars, which is uh, which um, obviously the person um, can't guard Mike could have done himself. Because honestly, the last time I was there, uh, I lived in Squirrel Hill. 
And then I lived in Regent Square. I used to go to a place called Ryan's Pub. I don't even know if it's still there in Regent Square. And in Squirrel Hill, I don't even remember the bar we used to go to. Neither is close to um, downtown where the stadium is. So Carson City Saloon got some got some mentions. Buxy's Salty Dog Saloon got some mention. McFadden's. I don't know if BMAC owns that, but if it is, uh, either way. Ooh, is um, Heinz Ward Bar still there? Because I remember they had 86 cent beers, and we, we had a good time. That was, I don't know how bad inflation's been since then, but like, you know, 86 cent beers was pretty sweet. Back yeah, let's see. Is it still there? Right, wait, did you Google best Steelers fans bars? Best Steelers, best bars near Heinzfield. Uh, okay, well, because I was just going to say that, like, if he's a Saints fan, you know, coming from New Orleans, maybe you, you know, used to good food, maybe you don't, yeah, you know, maybe, and you don't, maybe you don't want to go sit with a bunch of Steelers fans. So, there's you know, options for, yeah, I get it, but I mean, I don't. If you like good food, I would stay in New Orleans. I mean, Pittsburgh has good food, no doubt, but I mean, um, <laughs> Debo. I mean, Brinson asking, Breach asking about Applebee's. So Heinz Ward's uh, restaurant closed uh, in two, 2019, and I was sort of laughing when you mentioned that, Brad, because it's funny. Like these these athletes want to open restaurants, which are like the toughest business to 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 make a profit in, but yeah, they insist on doing it. So yeah, I guess it didn't work out. Uh, at least this one. I can't uh, imagine the 86 cents beers didn't contribute to the profitability at that point. <laughs> Why are you charging lesser beers than the wholesale price? It, it needed to be like $8.60 for a bucket of beers or something yeah, like that. Right. We're like, really? That's yeah, <laughs> or $8.60 for like a premium double IP that you would pay for. Like well, I had never even heard of Yingling until we'd gotten there because that's not on the West Coast. And so, they yeah, were, right. Really? Okay, I guess we'll try 20 of these. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can drink 20 of these too. I'd be drinking 400 Yinglings. Yeah, that, yeah that's a uh, $20 bill for the rest of the day and your tip. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's that's it for the the, the questions uh, from the mailbag. Uh, Brad, you got anything, any questions for us? Brad, want to ask him? Oh, uh, I didn't do a ton of preparing on that. I was uh, one question I was just kind of going to ask you guys is like, um, do you feel like that your jobs and doing all this makes you not love like football at its core as much anymore? Because like when it's your job and you do something all the time, I wonder, like I'm a diehard football fan. It's like my hobby, like on Sundays, the wife and kids know like dad's doing this fantasy football, you know, got my get my bets going on my friends and all like that. And I was so you kind of think like it's, it's a great question. You think you think if you're in my position, you're like, man, how cool would that be if that was like your job? Like you got to just talk about. But then I also like, no, you know what? Like eventually that might like numb these guys a little bit more to like when they were initially (laughs) football fans. I don't know. Well, Renson says he's not a Panthers fan. He is a Panthers fan. We know Breach is a hardcore Bengals fan. I'm a hardcore Steelers fan, but I will say this. Like I was actually just thinking about this the other day. Like I love English Premier League soccer for the exact reason you're talking about, Brad, because I don't have to think about anything other than watching the games and then the rest of the week I can do my day job. I still love football. Like I, I get a, a lot of enjoyment out of it, but I think the thing for me is that I've resigned myself to the Steelers being terrible because big Ben's gone primarily. And I'm okay with that. Years ago, I would get very angry on Sundays where I wouldn't want to talk about it, which is in retrospect, sort of silly. But um, yeah, I, I think to an extent that's, that's sort of worn off the, the appeal of, of it, football. It, I mean, I would, I, I've said this, I think at like the beginning of each season, but it's like each I think the and the longer you do it too, right? Like this wasn't the case for me. I don't think the first three or four years that I was, you know, at CBS or, or doing this and covering it. And it's but and, and if that's not a CBS thing or a me thing or an NFL thing. It's just like the the repetition of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when you're at, when you're at it, when you're a decade into it, and you know you 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 know what the pattern is, and it does. Um, you know, it, it, like yeah, do you get a little numb to it? Like I'm like like you know. Now don't get me wrong, like something. I think like when you know something like an insane play or a great game happens, like I like I'm still you know I still love football. I still love watching football, and I, I'm driving down to Clemson, South Carolina to go to a, a you know football game you know, this weekend. And um, it, it, but like it, it, there is like a numbness to it. I think sometimes where you're like you know it's like it's like Monday night in week seven. It's like Jets at Titans, and you're like, you know what? I just don't care. I don't care about this game. No, I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to talk about it. Well, but it's like you're just like, ah. So I think I think there is a little bit of that where it, it wasn't quite, and that's also part of like getting older too. I think you know, like um, like I don't think I'm a crabby like sports writer type or old journalist or anything like that. It's just like you're not Prisco. Yeah, when you do something for a decade, sometimes it, it, you do get a little like. A little frayed around the, the the edges in terms of like your interest level, I think. I think that numb is a good word for me as far as uh, it, it's numb. Like but that's the pain the, of being a Beagles fan. Well, what no, no. What's happening here? I'm not going to use it the same way you are because you're talking about in the job sense. I'm talking about it as being a fan 
where it's kind of numb my fandom toward the Bengals, where I don't get too high or low during the regular season. And I don't even, oh. if there are points where I can't watch their entire game because I have to watch other entire other games for my job, then that's fine. It's not anything that bothers me. You know, that came back during the playoff yeah. run when it was like, oh my God, this is what it was like 15 years ago when I was locked into every minute of every game. And so that was awesome. But now we've been doing this so long that kind of watch, I try to watch every game through the same lens and not, you know, you're not playing favorites. You're just trying to look at every single team. So Breach, when was the first year that you didn't watch every snap of every Bengals game? I mean, probably 2017. They had, you know, obviously went to the playoffs five straight years and that run started before I started covering the NFL. And so you stay very interested when they're good. 2016 was a bad year. And then it was just kind of after that, just became, you know what? It's not a huge deal if I miss. A I think twenty there. twenty twenty was the first year I didn't watch every step. Really? So yeah. later than, but the one thing I will say about the NFL is that the storylines are so crazy. Whether it's Antonio Brown, you know, freezing his feet, Tom Brady retiring, unretiring, is that there's so many crazy things happening yes. all the time that it makes it, your job is never boring. And I think this this would be a lot harder if things were boring and because it keeps you on the toes and because there's excitement all the time, I think it helps uh, be able to do this for a long time. But I could see how people, uh, you know, I don't want to say get bored, but like Brinson says, get it's like, I, I'll be honest. I, I was getting burned out just covering the NFL, just writing all the time. I don't write anymore now. Yeah. The podcast helped with that. Oddly enough, Brinson's somehow saved me from being uh, bored. Wow. Um, save that. <laughs> you know what the crazy thing I get? Flush that out, Brent. Yeah, wow. Thanks, Brad. I, I need to give you the God. I'm gonna I can't believe you just said that. No, I said you saved me from being bored. I mean, look, there, there's nothing boring about, about you. Well, no, no, but that, that is a good point. It's, it, it, it was like it's like it, it it's not like the repetition of the NFL season. Maybe it's the rep like the, of the job and like you know, do the podcast every single day. It does, you know, it is it is repetitive. To breach his point. I felt like I really, I mean, I don't care one way or another if the Panthers are any good, but I did find in 2015 when they made that run to the Super Bowl that I was like, oh my God, like I might be there to watch the Panthers win their first Super Bowl in franchise history. Like this is like, I'm kind of, yeah, you just, you, you find, I found myself rooting for them. Um, and you're front runners, what you're saying. Well, no. <laughs> No, I don't. Fairweather fan, is that what you're saying? I think well, it's it's like, it was the big, the, the big playoff run. You like, it, it just stirs up emotions that you just hadn't like really had in a long time. Like, and like, now don't get me wrong. Like, NC State's performance week to week basically will determine my mood on Monday morning. You know, <laughs> and, and that's, that's which is which is gig. disgusting. Well, and it's funny that you and you and Wilson both brought up college football, and there is something to that too because like. uh when you watch college football, it's totally relaxing. You can have a drink. You can you can love party. It. You can do whatever you want yeah. and just kind of uh, enjoy it instead of watching it for certain angles yeah. or certain things you're trying to write about after the game. And so there, you, you have more appreciation. Like, like, for like Brad, your like your Sunday that you're describing like is like is like my Saturday. Where it's like I like I know what I'm I'm going to that game. I'm going to tailgate. I'm gonna, you know, I'm sitting with you. But Brad doesn't get upset though. He's just enjoying football. Well, to, to be fair though, back when it's like the Chargers definitely ruined my mood, like came, you know, came <laughs> Monday morning and they did that on way too many occasions. Way too many, yeah. By the way, like side question here. I know Breach, like Cincinnati always gets, you know, terrorized for being like just horrible sports stuff over their career. Cleveland, right, was like the epitome. Detroit, right, gets a lot of that. But like us, what those of us are like diehard San Diego sports fans would like, we never get any attention for this. Like we literally yeah. have never won a championship. In any sport, they took two of our three sports away from us. <laughs> and like, if you really stop and think about it, there was like the Padres in '84, and then they got swept by the Tigers. The Padres in '98, they got swept by the Yankees. That's it. No championships in baseball. And then in football, we got. I mean, and like you guys are basically, and like with a literal connection, the NC State, the professional, like NC State, you know, Philip Rivers. Yep. Like, it's just like Heartbreak Hotel with the Chargers. I mean, it, yeah. So don't believe me, like I numb was a perfect word because after a certain period of time, like the Padres, like, you know, we made all these trades, we get Juan Soto and all of us are like, no, 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 just wait, just wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't worry, the pain, the pain is coming. Yeah, yeah, don't, no, no, don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think numb is, numb is a perfect world because it's like, and it's also like sat, like Sunday becomes, you know, I mean, it's like, it's, 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 it's I love, like, I love, I love watching football. I love setting, like, you know, doing fantasy, like and do DFS and all that. Uh, but Sunday is a, you know, it, it is a, it is a work day like yeah. you know you and it, you know granted watching football is, is, a, is a great job i'm laughing thinking about the working when you had a wedding to go to down uh near the fort lauderdale 
offices and you spent the whole Sunday on the couch in the, in the green room. And yeah, our you, boss you, is you like, are you going to get up? And you're like, no. I, was like I can't. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm just too hungover. Sorry. <laughs> he's like, you got to do some work. I'm like, oh, so if he's willing to do that at work, literally at work in front of his <laughs> employers, imagine what he does at his house. Oh, there's some perks to the job. That's what I heard there. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you get to watch, you know, you get to, get to watch football. I mean, yeah. And let me ask this question real, real quick. I don't know what you do for, for living Brad, but uh, breach and, and Brinson, cause I've had this conversation with myself a thousand times. What would you do if you had to get like, what, what would be your first and no Wait, family? Is this, a, is this a, we get fired by CBS and you're not, not allowed to work. Just, media, no, like, no family or friend connections, but where would you try to get a job? If a non-sports job, if you were no longer in the sports business, like I would literally just, I would literally go to like the Target or Home Depot. Like I was like, eh, you've I'm always thought about being like a Walmart greeter. <laughs> that wouldn't be the greeter. I'd be like a well, stock now person. Now you can make like twenty an hour doing that, so that might actually work, Wilson. You don't have to talk to people necessarily. You just stock things and go about your business. Like I don't think I can't. I don't think I can go back to an office. Is what I'm trying to say. To um oh no 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 office is not a functional place for me. It's not. I'm like I'm like I say it's no, no office is not good. For the me. least surprising thing I've heard. On Where and Breach has never had a real job outside of sports either. That's true. I think I would write. Just it wouldn't be about sports. I'd write, find something else to write about. Write about politics, travel, something. You can't do that though. You have to do something completely out of left what? field. That's yeah, my point. Well, that is out of left field. I mean, I, I would. I mean, I can't like I can't like go be a lawyer without like going to law school, right? Not legally, no. <laughs> Breach um, could be a brain surgeon uh, using that. Oh language. man, Brinson! I could imagine like a drama on TV, like Will Brinson, the illegal lawyer. <laughs> okay, I mean, didn't go to law school. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Crazy Will Brinson's here. It's, it's like it's like you have to have like the specific skill set to do this job, where you're like talking on camera or like you know writing constantly. Is like like it's not very applicable to a lot of. Other Sounds people. like all three of us be working at Home Depot. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. All right. I'll well, think about it. Because you be a cook or something. Work at a restaurant. You could be a bartender. I'm not saying you should be worried about it, but you should be thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh right. Uh, Diva, what would you be doing if you if you because you went to school for this? It's a good question. Probably run like a travel TikTok or like rap TikTok account. Are you BS or are you serious? I'm serious. I'd like apply things within this job, uh, social media, or can you can a travel or rap TikTok be a full time job? See, his yeah. his travel TikTok could mesh with my travel MySpace. We could combine. Maybe them. run like an Etsy store, or something like that. Oh, I like that. Oh, Actually, I feel really old right now. I didn't even know any of those things were like options for like. Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I was an Etsy store. It's like oh, I didn't know that. Maybe a bought, nice right? little drop shipping business, Amazon drop shipping business. What's that? Wilson, if you don't know, you don't know. We'll save I it for know. another pod. All right. Uh, you know, I would get into some kind of sales. Yeah, I was going to say. How, how are you not selling cars or something? Like, uh, uh, maybe like, maybe like software sales or something like that. And like Software? You'd be like, Brenton is yeah. selling, you know what, um, he's you know selling I, white windowless vans. You know, you know what I would do? <laughs> to breach. <laughs> I, 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 I always tell my, my, my buddy Chip Hamner, who um, is a uh, – I, I don't know his okay. actual – I, I, I don't know his, his actual name. No, I don't know his specific title is, but he works at um, – the company that has like Belvedere Vodka and Hennessy. Um, and so he's like involved in like the sales and distribution of it. And he's always like, like, he's always like, yeah, you got a great job. I'm like, I don't know. You got a great job too. Like you, like you're like, you, like, you know, he, um, he had to go to Asheville for like a, you know, brand ambassador thing. Right. And it's, and it's, um, but it's like, you know, it's just cool. It's like cool events centered around selling booze. Yeah. See, you like, I don't like that. I don't like schmoozing. I don't like networking. That's all in your wheelhouse. And if you have the opportunity to have a few pops in the meantime, that's perfect. Exactly. I'm okay with the pops part. I just don't want to talk to people. Can I be a good salesman doing that? Um, what is the no. name of the? I forget the name of the company. I always know the name of the. Anyway, carry on. All right, that's all I got. Got anything else, Brad? Anything you want to? No, look, I'll just say like I've been listening to you guys for for years, man. I think you do an awesome job. So you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't I didn't say that. I think there's a million options for football podcasts out there so every once in a while i'll hear you guys read some review of someone being like oh you did too much banter you didn't get into football like don't listen to any of that stuff man like those of us those of us have been listening forever man like we we love your guys's personalities and the banter on it like yeah talk football where we came to hear some football and stuff but so i appreciate what you guys are doing it, it makes the uh, the gym or the car rides you know a little bit more entertaining every day so appreciate uh 
you know, getting a chance to come on and hang with you guys. For Look at that. Brad got in a Sean Wagner McGuff gym reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I appreciate that because it is like, I think a lot of times, and especially like if uh, you know, as the you know podcast, it's not like the podcast is growing, you know, exponentially, but it grows, you know, grows, it grows, you know, the more we do it, and it's like a lot of times people will come to this and and think like, oh, I want the you know like the ESPN like, or just you know. Generic. Most podcasts put the nonsense at the back end. We start off with the nonsense. Well, I, think, I just think a lot of like a lot of times you would expect it just to be like like duh, duh, like hardcore like talking points and like Bullet hot point takes. one, and that's right. not really what. Yeah, it's not. Well, right. and also like you can get one negative review sometimes and like personalize it, and if it's like it doesn't represent like the masses of other people, but like you'll concentrate on that one thing and be like, dang, should we like not do this anymore? Should we change our style? Up? Like, not way, like that's not going to forget that. Stuff. This is super meta, but look at all <laughs> listening to the show. Oh my god, unbelievable! Of all the podcasts, be listening to the one where he's first one he's gotten a shout out in like two months. Yeah, it's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, we haven't mentioned Sean. I, it, it, Spanky, that's Spanky Wangman. That is one of the that is one of the weird things about this job too. Is that like, um, you know, you have a, like a lot, and, and I guess it's true for any job, but it's like, you know, you, you do a podcast like like Sean was did the podcast with us for like what two years. At least, yeah, yeah. We worked, we worked with him forever, and it's like, and then you know he leaves, and he's um, and, you know, it's like, it, it, like you know, like you said, people you work with who like, could, it could quickly float in and out. I feel like maybe more than most normal jobs. I, wait, one last quick question. I remember, I just literally remember this when the show first started. It was supposed to specifically be like six topics. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So how quickly did you completely abandon the notion? Uh, within six five? shows. Within six <laughs> shows. Yeah, <laughs> probably so one. It's kind of hard to remember that that was like the original premise. Of like, it's funny you mentioned that, Brad, because sometimes on HQ, the the anchors will do a read going into commercial and say, you know, subscribe to the Pick Six podcast. They cover six topics and. 30, 30 minutes and i'm like uh that's not true like yeah. have you listened to it that's the opposite of what we <laughs> yeah. I'll cover one well, topic yeah. in 60 minutes okay but yeah. now that was like so originally what happened was is that we I, they were like we want to do a daily nfl podcast and there's a bunch of back and forth emails about different names and like we had we been the pick six podcast before yeah yeah we know that name the six podcast we've been the iron football podcast we've been like pro football they, they moved the, they change the name constantly a very and, and that's the other thing too. Like, I mean, I probably should. You know, I'm going to stick <laughs> myself in trouble. Good thing no, we're talking about on. other jobs you can get. No, 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 but I was going to say, like, I, I think that people don't understand sometimes that it, because we do work at like at well, Paramount now, but like CBS Sports and CBS Interactive, like it's not like you know it is a big corporate, you know, it's a big corporation, and there is you know they're, they're, on the back end, it's not you know it's. You know, it's not all watching football like all the time. There, are, you know, there are other stuff, right? I mean, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, no, what are you talking about? I mean, it's it's not whatever. Anyway, point being is like we can't just be like we're naming this podcast what we want. Sometimes oh, it, right. it, no, it used right. to get changed, and, and it wasn't up to yeah. us because that's just how yeah you know, job, jobs and offices work. And I think I sent them like a bunch of different suggestions. Like, eh, eh, eh. And finally, I was like, "How about the Pick Six podcast?" They're like, "Yeah, that's great. Let's go with it." And I was like, "All right." And then we briefly tried to cover six topics, and that was just not going to happen. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, the chronology, right. The the name Pick Six came previously, and then they tried to shoehorn into like a, an overarching theme to the show yeah. that clearly wasn't going to work with the But, the, but the now, host. the other credit, the credit to the big working for a big corporation, you see the, like the, the logo over the top, uh, right or left, or it is, it breaches like breaches sweatshirt. Like we get, you know. We get like if, if we're an independent podcast, we don't have like a bunch of you know, like we don't have somebody d doing good graphic design for us, you know? Yeah. And we wouldn't, we don't, we'd pay full price instead of 95% on, on the, on the merch. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, that's too funny. Well, if you're yeah. ever out in uh, San Diego, uh, Brinson, I know you like to golf, come play some Tory, right? Oh, I, oh, I, I will, nice. I will take you over that. We're to, uh, got some good San Diego IPAs ready to rock you for Because the best IPAs out there. Yeah. Yeah. I really need to. I'm like we're sitting in a hurricane here. I need to like the idea of being out in like San Diego playing Tory and like drinking IPAs sounds incredible. It's a fun fact I'll... that you missed before the podcast, Brinson. Uh, Brad and I both proposed to our wives in La Jolla, California. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's crazy. Both still married, made it work. Yeah, job, job. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm down for a San Diego trip. Let's make it. Let's make it happen. Yeah, I guess. Since Brad's only taking you golfing, I guess Bre Breach and I'll go visit the uh, the places he's murdered all we'll, his various. We'll go hobos. to La Mesa and hang out there, Wilson. I'll show you the trolley stop. Right around Tory Pines in a golf cart. We might have some cat cafes out here. Something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a good cat cafe. Cat internet cafe. That's for everybody. 
Yeah. I'm banned from most of them, but I think the one in San Diego, I'm still allowed to go yeah, to. You're banned from cat cafes, you weirdo. That's okay. You try to steal the cats. Okay. All right. All right. I think that's our cue. All right. You're the host here, pal. Brad, thank you. Uh, Bri- uh, Brinson, you didn't thank Brad for supporting St. Jude's and for some losing the bet to, to come on, talk to us idiots for 56 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, they, thank you, Brad, for supporting us. And, and thank you for the actual support of the podcast by listening and your kind words. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. That was awesome, Brad. Thanks, yeah. guys. That was fun, man. All right, guys. We'll see you. I don't even know what's next. What's today? Today's oh Thursday night. We'll be back for the podcast tonight to to recap oh. the, the Bengals' crushy loss to the Dolphins. Ooh. Fingers crossed. All and right, see else? you later. What else, Brinson? Pre-game uh, show. Oh, we're doing a pre-game show today. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go do TV with Shine too. So. You sound happy. All right, that's it. I am happy. It's just football. Woo-hoo, football. Brinson's all over the internet today, so just turn the internet on. He'll be there. Thank you, Brad. Thanks, guys. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.